Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And holy hell, we are back for another week, another episode. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and FREE three day shipping. It is so, so easy to see why we all should be shopping over there right now. But first, head over to KieferInkTesting.com, click on that Rocky Mountain banner, and continue to do your shopping, and that helps us on the back end, gives us just a little slice of what you're purchasing, and keeps this show up and moving, and tells those guys over there in Utah that, hey, you listen to the Kiefer Tested Pod, and you think that it's a great podcast. So it helps us out. So thank you guys for doing that. I really appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Have you checked out the new gear? 2021 line is out. Fly Formula Helmet. Man, oh man, it's tough to get out of that thing once you wear one. Quiet, plush, light, ventilates. It literally is my favorite helmet to wear. So if there's some way that I could test other gear, you know, for keyforinktesting.com and then wear the Fly Formula helmet, I would, but I can't because I'm just a fly guy. Fly from head all the way down to those Alpine Star boots. I'm fly. So go check them out, flyracing.com, the Fly Formula helmet, and of course, my favorite for 2021, the Evo DST line of gear. I've had a couple of people at the track tell me how much they like it. They like that boa reel on the back. And if you don't like the boa reel on the back, heck, you know what to do. Light, not the light hydrogen. The light gear has the boa reel on the front. You can check that out. So go visit the guys over at WPS at flyracing.com and hope to see you guys out there at the track in your fly racing gear. Racetech, racetech.com. You guys want to get your suspension, engine, services, anything. Do you have a vintage bike? Holy hell. They do that as well. They got parts to fix your vintage bike in your fork and shocks. I want to say shocks because you had two of them if you have a vintage bike, right? Racetech.com. Hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you a discount code, get you in contact with Chris and the gang over there at Racetech. We're going to be doing a EXC build with Racetech, so all you KTM guys rejoice. That should be fun. And last but not least, I got a newbie here. Icon CBD. Now, before you hate con me on CBD, I wasn't about this stuff at all. So, Sean over there at Icon CBD, I had him send me a um, some cream. I guess that's what you call it, uh, some topical cream. And I said, "Look, man, uh, I'm gonna try this stuff. I want to see how it works." And so I used it for about four weeks. Didn't feel much. I was like, eh, don't really feel much. I rubbed it on my joints, my knees, my elbows. 
I am 43 years old. Um, and then I stopped taking it. And I was going to email him and say, hey, man, it's just it doesn't work that great. I was expecting more. Well, stop taking it and fast forward about two weeks and I had joint pain. So I didn't really know how good it worked until I stopped taking it. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. If you have any questions, but you can go to icon-cbd.com, punch in the code keyfor 10 save 10% on your next order. Look, guys, if you're old, you ride, just try it. Try it for a month and let me know how it works. I'm pretty sure that you'll like it. Um, it's not snake oil. It's not some miracle thing, but uh, it works pretty good. And I've tried other CBD topical uh, creams before, and this seems to be the best that I have I have seen. So icon-cbd.com. So this show, now that you had four minutes of commercials, sorry about that, is all about the 2021 Kawasaki KX250X and 450X. So you guys are out there emailing me and hitting me up on my social media. Where's the XC? Well, the Kawasaki guys dropped the C, and it is just the X. Now, I do not know why. I tried to get an answer. I didn't really get one. But for my uh, but for my ex- perspective here, I feel like they might have dropped the XC uh, because of a couple reasons. Maybe because KTM has that already. Or maybe cross-country is not going to fit this closed-course competition motorcycle. So it doesn't have a spark arrestor. It uses the same mufflers as the 250 and 450 moto versions. Okay, I would say F, but Kawasaki dropped the F. Uh, so I'm going to say moto version. So the engines in the 2021 KX250X and 450X are the same as the moto versions. There's no transmission changes. There's no muffler changes. So if you have a moto version and you're looking to get a hybrid off-road slash moto X, this would transfer over. So all the engine changes that the 2021 KX250 had, it went into the X as well. The differences with the X models, of course, 18-inch rear wheel. It also has a glide plate with a water pump cover, so you get a little protection in that area. And, of course, Showa and KYB special valving settings as well as spring rates. We can go over some of that. But basically, in a nutshell, both Showa and KYB have dropped the spring rate on the 250 and 450 one size from the motocross models. Let's just we'll make, uh, make it really easy on you. But if you really want to get technical, and that's what we do over here at the Kiefer Tested Podcasts at times, the 450 fork has a 4.8 newton meter spring. Shock is a 52 newton meter. Um, and that is a Showa fork and shock, just so you guys know. And the 250 KYB fork is a 4.7 newton meter, and the shock is a 54 newton meter spring. So Showa on the 450 went with a lighter rear spring than the 250 KYB guys on the shock, but the valving is a little bit better, and I'm sorry, a little bit lighter. And from what I've gathered, talking to both of the KYB and the Showa representatives, they really wanted to focus on comfort not only with the spring rate, but also within the settings that they 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 built around, okay? So 
Um, when you have a hybrid type of motorcycle like Kawasaki has now for 2021 with the X models, you need to encompass a little bit more bump absorption, maybe a little bit uh, less high load, um, but basically a little less low speed dampening to just get more comfort and have the stuff move more so it can soak up the roots, the chop, all that little imperfection, square edge stuff as you're coming out of a corner. It needs to pick up all of this stuff. So um, if you guys want to go to racerxonline.com, I did a video. I had a guy named Matt Suravog join me. He is one of my high-des high guys that helps me with um, some of my testing, some of my mechanical stuff that I do. But he is your blue-collar electrician guy that likes to ride trails and moto. He loves it. He will leave from his house, ride all these trails in the middle of the summer, 110 degrees, and ride it when it's bone dry, dusty, and shitty. I'm not doing that. So I brought him to get his opinion. You can go to racerxonline.com and see the video. But for this podcast, I wanted to go over what I felt and who these, who these bikes are for. A lot of you guys bitch and complain. Uh, Kawasaki didn't add any uh, larger capacity fuel tank. So we're at 1.64 gallons, which is a little, little more than a, a gallon and a half. It has AT81 tires, and the gearing is also a little bit different at 1351. So they went one tooth up on each size bike, did the Jody, right? And um, just to get you, hopefully, a little bit more lugability. So if you want to use third gear, you can get into that third gear and just kind of chug it along and lug it along. We're going to talk about the engines of both these bikes in a minute, but... They didn't add any more fuel. They didn't get a bigger tank. They didn't throw hand guards on. And I'm, as I'm talking to you guys right now, I'm looking at my, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my hands, and they're beat to shit. I uh, ran over some thick shrubs. I like to call them shrubs out here on the West Coast because we don't have trees. Every time I say trees, you East Coast guys get all pissed off at me and say, "What the fuck, Kiefer? You don't got trees. You got these little twigs." Well, these twigs were a little bit bigger where we tested it, which was at Cahia Creek. And it's near, I'm going to straight up, it's near Mexico. I don't think we're uh, maybe an hour and a half, two hours from Mexico. And when you get down south near San Diego, these shrubs are thicker. You need handguards. If you're having an off-road hybrid MX model, let's put some handguards on. That's all I'm thinking. I'm like, this whole time I'm driving through bushes and I'm like, these things need handguards. So... There are some differences um, in, obviously, the suspension, the guards, the tire. The rear tire is an 18-inch. Uh, they went to Dunlop AT81s. Not a huge fan of those tires. So I even said that in the video on the Racer X video. I said, hey, I'd rather have MX-33 tires than AT81s. So, And you guys know how I feel about that tire. So if, um, I just need a little bit more lean angle from the AT81 versus... Um, you know, going to a 33, I have a little bit more lean angle. And to me, it lasts just as long as the AT81. So um, that's something that I, I would go get if I was getting one of these bikes. Now, if you're a works rider, a GNCC guy, or even those J-Day races they have on the East Coast, this bike makes sense. Yes. Is the Moto model uh, that much different? No. But if you are riding... A trail, like, like you're riding some trails with your homies, an 18-inch rear, rear tire is actually much better. It's better in the cushion. 
you have a little bit more contact patch, and also you have a less chance of pinching a tube if you're a tube guy. I know most of you guys are moose tubes if you're trail riding, but nonetheless, if you're a moto and an off-road guy, this is kind of the hybrid motorcycle that Yamaha, KTM, now Kawasaki, uh, Honda, they're all trying to make a little moto and off-road-ish kind of motorcycle. So Kawasaki is thrown into the mix in 2021. What's cool about this is the 450X is only 200 bucks more than the moto model. Uh, the 250X is 100 bucks more than the moto model. So if we broke it down and we put, all right, I'm putting an 18-inch rear wheel on my bike, right there, that's going to be a couple hundred bucks, right? So boom. You've already kind of paid for itself when you're going to the X model if you're riding a 50-50 blend, 60-40. I would even say if you're a 70-30, 70% moto, 30% off-road, I would stick with the moto versions. If you're 60-40 or 50-50, the X is really good. And why? Not only the 18-inch rear wheel, but the suspension. The suspension is soft. I was trying to hit some bigger stuff today at Kahia. It doesn't like it, okay? But when I went out in the back in these trails, and our trails that we rode today had some whoops, had some square edge, had some a lot of rocks. A lot of rocks are like trial section areas. A lot of these trials guys, Jeff Aaron, those dudes, come train out here. So you're hopping over these rocks. Some of these rocks are embedded in the ground. So you're going, you know, 40, 45 miles an hour, and you hit these things. You want your suspension to soak up what the trail is offering you. I took a motorbike. It wasn't even my motorbike. It was another media outlet's motorbike. And I went back on the trail to see what it's like. Dude, the motorbike and the trails felt like it was uh, a Honda CRF 2020 bike. It was so rigid. So then I went to uh, the X model and I was like, holy shit, it's just supple, has more comfort. It's a little bit uh, more comfortable when you sit. It just doesn't feel like a jackhammer throwing it up into your seat. So there is a lot of comfort within the settings and the 18-inch rear wheels. So for those of you guys bitching at me saying it's not worth it to get the X, to me, if I was the type of rider like Matt was, like on this Racer X video, it does make sense. Uh, Matt even commented to me like, hey, he buys a bike every two years. He's like, this could be an option for me because the KTM was too expensive for him to buy. The Honda is simply just too rigid feeling for him. And a Yamaha always felt too big and girthy for him. So he's like, man, this Kawasaki, he's been riding the Moto model. He's like, honestly, this thing feels a little bit better. Even in the motocross section a little at, at times when the track got rough, it feels a little bit better. So he would even be looking into buying one of these things down the road. And let me just tell you, he pinches pennies. He's a tight ass, so he's not going to spend his money on some piece of shit that's not going to last him three years. So for me right there, that makes sense. Now, I am not that guy. I am more of a moto guy. Would I buy this bike? No, I wouldn't. I complain about soft suspension, off-throttle pitching. I want to charge bumps. I want to charge jump faces. I am still... Uh, at 43 years old, I'm really competitive, and I still want to push my limits a lot of the times. Matt is not like that. He doesn't push the limits. He wants to get up Monday morning and go to work. So the settings that KYB and Showa have created revolve around that type of guy. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
If you're a racer and I'm going to buy this X and you think this suspension is going to be box stocks going to be amazing, it's not. If you're a rider and you like to ride and you like to ride moto on the weekends and then say, hey, Sunday uh, or let's say Saturday, we're going to ride some moto. I got a vet track. I'm going to go kill it over there. And then I want to go ride some trails with my homies on Sunday. This is what the suspension is set up for. I usually go with a KYB type of feel, but honestly, on the 450 this time, the Showa stuff felt a little bit better because it felt a little bit firmer for me. Matt was 200 pounds, and it also, the Showa stuff felt a little bit better for him. So um, what was wrong with the 250 KYB stuff? For me, you can tell the Japanese R&D guys over there have set this setting up. In Japan, if I can paint you a picture, in Japan, their dirt is is harder. They have uh, less square edge than we, we do over here. They have a lot of stutter bumps, a lot of acceleration bumps. So their bumps are a little bit smaller, and they're longer throughout the whole course, right? Well, this is why I think some of the settings, uh, when they get here to America, feel a little bit different or off uh, for most American type of riders. So you have this hard pack trail or track that you want some lean angle traction when you when you come into a corner you want that fork soft you want to get a little bit low you want as much contact with that tire as you can so you have a front end bite this is what the japanese love and sometimes you feel ass end high so that's what the kyb stuff felt a little bit to me set the sag about 106 105 and it still felt a little bit low in the front so Again, I'm 170 pounds. I'm a little bit more aggressive. But out on the trail, this is where I began to be like, oh, man, this is way better. Most of my buddies will tell you I rode a lot more off-road pre-Kiefer Inc. When I was at Dirt Rider, I rode a lot more off-road. But now I'm with Kiefer Inc. I'm focusing more on moto settings, trying to get you guys... Uh, to spend your money in the right ways with motorbikes. But I still love to ride off-road. I still know how to ride it. I just don't get to enough. Um, when I do go ride trails, it brings me back to my childhood when I rode Hare and Hounds and I did a lot of big sixes out here on the West Coast. And I and I got that feeling when I rode the 250, uh, the 250X. I could pin it. I can let it uh, rev it out. And it actually... Man, it has so much stability. It gives you confidence to come into these fast rolling sections when you're kind of leaning, and the bike just stays planted. I'm in third gear, wide open, and the bike feels similar in the engine area. It feels similar to the motocross model where it's smoother as you roll on and then just revs really far. I like that. When I come out of a corner in second gear, it actually revs really far. There was like a triple step out of a corner on this vet track we tested at today. And it was soft, loamy dirt. So Cahia has soft, silty berms. And you had to get out of that deep shit to try to seat bounce your way out and triple. And I could just let that 250 eat in second gear and it pulled me right over. I've tried this jump on other 250s and second gear has revved out so I'd have to shift to third. I didn't have to do that on this X. Now, both of these machines come with black couplers stock. So when you buy this, make sure your dealer gives you your couplers. I've seen some dealers, and they give you your manual, and it's supposed to be inside there, and sometimes it's not. So make sure before you leave your dealership, make sure your your green and your white couplers are in there. Now, I went with 
the white coupler in the 250X just to give it a little bit more throttle response. I felt like it was too smooth for me out in the trail. Um, I know what they're they're trying to achieve. They're trying to achieve rear wheel connectivity, but I needed a little bit more excitement for my fat ass 170 pounds to get around, um, at least for these West Coast conditions. So if you need a little bit more pop, try that white coupler. And if you guys are looking for more pulling, you can go to my website, keyforringtesting.com, and there is a map on there called the Cha Map, which is short for Chavez. Mike Chavez works for Kawasaki R&D, and he helps us in the media department. And Bradshaw's ex-mechanic, I may add. And he helped create this map that I liked a lot in the Moto 250. So the KX250, I like this map a lot. So you can try this in the X, and you can try that with the stock green coupler first. And if you need a little bit more snap, put the white coupler in, see how you like it. Today, I rode with the stock, I'm sorry, I rode with the white coupler and then with the stock map installed. So I didn't run the chaw map, and I thought it was really good. And uh, I'm going to try it on a little bit more of motocrossy stuff and see if I need that chaw map. But for me, the tighter stuff, easy to ride, super smooth. Um, even if you have, you know, happen to make a mistake, the recovery is still there with that hydraulic clutch. Thank God for that thing. That thing is, uh, I purposely, and I didn't tell the Kawasaki guys this, I went out in the back and purposely tried to overheat the 250X because sometimes back in the day on the KX250, I overheated this bike when I was in tight areas or I let it sit and idle and I was talking to someone, it would just boil out of uh, the overflow on the radiator. So this thing didn't do that. It was 100 degrees today. Uh, summertime hasn't left us in Southern California. So out in the back, really silty, giving it over revving it, uh, clutching the hell out of it and nothing puking out of the radiator overfill. So this is great news. So I abused the clutch. Of course, this Nissan hydraulic clutch is really good. Um, like I said, at the beginning of this podcast, all of the changes rolled into the X, just like, um, the moto model. So there's over 300, part number changes on the 250 motocross model that rolls over into this x so it's very fun to ride uh if i was in the woods back east i would want a 250 uh, x for me and i'd put that white coupler in and it'd be stoked so just know if you're a little bit heavier than uh 180 you're probably going to want to go up on spring rate like the moto version and see how that works i know uh matt uh, my other test guy is 200 pounds, and he says he would like to have a little bit more spring um, when he rode, especially when it got into some whoops and it got low in the stroke. So, yeah, so that's something you can look at, too. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but we're going to do a little bit of commercial break. Listen to these suckers because there's discount codes. There's good, good deals on here, good products. Sorry to interrupt this lovely Green Machine podcast, but bear with me. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory. 
That's what it stands for. Go to fmfracing.com. You got a four-stroke, two-stroke. They've got what you need. Trust me. Older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it. They still make them. You got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower? They got that too. But most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat or you're a two-stroke guy and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So go to fmfracing.com. Save yourself some money. And, of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris, at kieferinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me. They're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the, the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43. And I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com and check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sports Series the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code Kiefer and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. 
Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And, hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And, of course, they have oil, too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Protaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right. They're in Oregon. Powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with david sibley that's right david sibley at power motorsports he knows the drill he knows kiefer ink testing gives the best deals possible and so do power motorsports hit him up powermotorsports.com thanks for hanging tough we're back 2021 kx 250x and 450x thank you guys now as the 450 goes uh, a lot of you guys talk shit on that big ass muffler kawasaki has on the kx 450 <laughs> And and it's warranted. I, I can see how it's ugly, and you guys are like, eh, I'm not into it. I, look, it's not the m- most beautiful muffler I've ever seen. I get it. But I'm telling you guys right now, that stock muffler works really, really good. It gives you 
a linear power, a long power. It's super connected to your throttle. I've tried other mufflers, FMF, Pro Circuit, Yoshimura. They have not been as long or linear or easier to ride, as easy to ride as the stock muffler. Yes, those are lighter. Yes, they're more attractive. But I'm telling you guys right now, that stock muffler that Kawasaki has is really good. I've tried slip-ons. Still can't get that roll-on feel that I love so much about the stock muffler. I described this in the Racer X video as picture yourself as a single man if you're, if you're not already. And you find um, a little bit of a fugly-looking woman. Maybe she's not the hottest chick, and you meet her. But holy hell, she's cool. She doesn't uh, give you any lip when you want to go ride. She has her own money. Uh, she, uh, when you open the car door for her, you let her in the car. She opens the door for you, reaches across the console in the truck, and opens the door for you. Okay? little fugly. Not the cutest out of all the, the chicks that you've dated. But she's got her shit together. Her character is awesome. This is what this stock muffler is like on this Kawasaki. It's a fugly, it's a fugly muffler. But the character is awesome. What's inside of that muffler is awesome. And it gives the rider a good feeling. So before you just chuck it, you say, ah, fuck this thing. Just give it a chance. Ride it. Break in your bike. Give it 10 hours. Ride 10 hours on your on your Kawasaki KX450 or this X. Just give it 10. See if you can get along with your fugly new partner that is the stock muffler. That's all I'm saying. Just try that. That's my spiel on this muffler situation you guys are having a heart attack about over here. So the 450 character, like I explained to you guys in this muffler, long, linear, easy to ride, black coupler. So again, smooth off the bottom. I like that for this bike. Yes, it does make it feel a little bit heavier feeling. So side-to-side movement obviously is a little bit heavier along with the 18-inch rear wheel and the smooth um, and well, also the soft suspension. The softer suspension moves more, so it makes the bike feel a little bit heavier. Still... Feels very fun to ride, um, easy to ride, and it's just, you, you can't really lug it in third gear, but second gear is so usable, and then you have that nice long engine character, that linear feel, that when you shift to third, there's just so much rear wheel traction. The shit I rode in today had no traction anywhere. It was hard packed with loose sand on top. It's a mess. Silt. It is a mess, but this Kawasaki, along with the frame, likes it. It'll bite. It'll move forward. It'll feel like you have traction. You will actually feel the knobbies on the ground versus, uh, I'll say it, a Honda Serie F450RX. You don't get that. It just feels like it lights up. Uh, the, the YZ450FX feels heavy, a um, little bit too aggressive at times. The KX450X Power is so easy to ride, it just makes you want to go on longer trail rides. We had a five-mile loop in the back that was built for testing, and I was trying to find uh, other trails to ride to connect to make it longer. It was 100 degrees because I was having so much fun, and even the conditions weren't that fun. But this engine character, along with the chassis, makes you have a good time. If I was trail riding, 
I would love to have this chassis character um, in my shop, in my garage, to ride, to go with my buddies, because I feel like I can ride some fun, hacked-out trails. When it got shittier, when we got into some nasty trails, I feel like this bike would shine and I would be better because it would allow for more traction. This is the feelings that I get when I ride a Kawasaki at most tracks. And then today when I was out in the trail, I was like, man, that whole feeling that I would explain to you guys in the moto version rolls into off-road too. So you see these guys on the West Coast. Hell, you saw in the GNCC, you saw the Kawasaki win as well. And that thing was mostly stock. I spoke with Josh Strang a little bit about his bike, and he's like, Kiefer, you would believe how stock this thing is. And I asked, what was your favorite part about your motorcycle? And he's like, dude, just the chassis itself. So just like I said, the chassis is, to me, the best quality about this 450X. The faster you go, the more confident you have, the more confidence you have. So out here on the, on the West Coast, we have these works riders, uh, Zach Bell. He hauls ass. He must weigh a, a buck oh five wet. And that thing stays planted. It stays straight. Uh, and then you have on the Heron Hound side, you have Jacob Argebright. I talked to him when I did a Heron Hound last year, and he's like, yeah, man, this thing was so much better than my last bike just because how stable and planted it feels. So all of these riders, me included, have felt this, and this goes also for the 450X. Um I do want to mention that for me, like, I don't feel like there's a ton of RPM response where I'm just popping out of corners. I did when I got into the moto section, that deep, silty berms that I was hitting. Um, it was a little bit tough to get out of. I had to clutch it a little bit. But also, I was on the black coupler. I like that feeling so much out in the back in the trails that I want to continue to ride with that because we're in dry conditions out here in the West Coast. So if you guys end up getting this bike... You J-Day guys or you GNCC guys and you want a little bit more snap, just look into getting that white coupler, put that in there, and then there's also a 450 moto map that you can also install on your X, and you can try that to get a little bit more pop over those logs or whatever you guys need to get out of that mud that you guys ride in, uh, which I'm jealous of. All we have is dry white dirt, and you got wet dark dirt over there. We don't have that. So a little coupler change, mapping change, uh, the Kawasaki... Uh, calibration tool. You guys can go purchase one of those. Once you guys have that, it's super easy to use. And the Showa suspension, like I said, had a little bit more hold up to me and the fork than the KYB 250 stuff. Uh, again, 106 millimeters of sag. I didn't touch a clicker on the Showa stuff at all. On the KYB stuff, I fin I uh, played around with it a little bit. I was a little bit more finicky. Um, but for me, and I thought it was going to be the opposite way. I've always had better luck in most cases with KYB than I did Showa. And also I thought, hey, it's a lighter bike. doesn't have as much power. The suspension won't be as big as, as an issue as it is on the 450. Well, I was, it was wrong. The 450 was planted, stable, had less pitching. I did notice one thing about um, the KX450X. So on the motocross track... When you're wide open and then go to chop the throttle, I do get a little bit of a wiggle. So when I chop the throttle, the front will kind of just go down a little bit, and I get a little bit of a of a deflection near the head tube, 
which I thought it was a little bit weird. It almost felt a little Honda-ish at times, but it was only happening in the motocross track when it was deep. So picture hauling ass after you land off a jump, wide open, and then chop the throttle to set yourself into a corner. It had a little bit of an unsettled feeling. I contributed to a couple things. One, the front tire. Again, not a huge fan of the AT81, so getting a better front tire will help you in this situation. And then also, the fork is up 5 millimeters. So you can drop that fork, okay? Drop it to 3 millimeters, and that little wiggle just kind of dissipates. It kind of just calms down. So get yourself a new front tire. Change the fork height to 3 I didn't do that with the 250. I left that at 5, but you can drop that show a fork to 3 millimeters and it doesn't hurt your corner entrance. It is exactly for me, it does the opposite. It actually helps it. So, contrary to what you're doing to uh the fork by dropping it, you would think it's a little bit more stable, which it does, but it also helps your lean in because now the chassis is calmer coming in to the corner. So, this is the thing about testing, guys. You might have this pre-notion, and I've done this as well. You drop some forks, you get a little bit more stability. It's going to hurt your corner entrance. Most of the time, that's what happens. But there are some an- anomalies where, just like today, this X actually cornered better because it needed some more stability, and that stability created... Uh, a little bit easier of a lean for the rider to get into a rut or a berm. So experiment with your bikes. Don't just rely on on other people, and including me, to tell you this is the way it is. If you uh, are a rear and steering guy, maybe you want to run your sag a little bit more than 106. I like that Kawasaki has good track toughness. So the 250X and 450X, you can go to different styles of tracks, and I've done this with the motocross versions, is it still feels the same. It's This is actually a rare thing, guys. It's very tough to have your bike feel the same, and I've only found this, uh, for me, in a Kawasaki and a Yamaha. KTM, Husky, Honda, Suzuki, track toughness isn't as good as the green or blue bikes. So... It's a very welcome feeling when I'm going to different areas. You guys are going different trail um, trails, and you want that same feeling as you felt last week, right? You work all week, and you go to the weekend. You want your bike to feel the same no matter where you go. So kudos to uh, Kawasaki and the R&D guys for making uh, such a pleasant bike to ride. I've been praising the Kawasaki guys for over, I don't know, almost two years now because the bike has imp- is improving. Um and it makes it more fun and enjoyable to for us, the consumer, to ride. I don't know about durability. I've had some problems, obviously, that you guys saw. That subframe, um, the mount broke for the muffler. That was on the stock muffler. Um, I do not know about the X. I will put more time on the X to see what happens. But, you know, I've had some bolts kind of strip out on the Kawasaki. So... As far as maintenance and durability, they haven't been as pleasurable as a Yamaha or a KTM, but they are steadily improving on some of that as well. So not only is the performance and the comfort of the bike going up, let's hope that durability kind of comes up with it as the bike gets better and better. So um, 
Last year, we've had a KX450 and had almost 75 hours on it, and we had no problems. We didn't break or crack a subframe mount. For whatever reason, this year, we already did break a subframe mount on our KX450 at around six hours. So could be a freak thing. I talk about this a lot as well. I get a lot of emails. Hey, Kiefer, this blew up, or my rod went through my cases. Have you heard anything? Or a timing chain. Sometimes... I do hear these things that happen, but most of the time, I haven't, and we ride the shit out of these bikes, so um, if I've gone through it, I am for sure will tell you guys on this podcast or on social media or on keyforinktesting.com, I will always be transparent to you guys out there about what has happened with my test bikes, and almost all of my test bikes, when they go back, have 80 hours or more on them. I try to take pride in how much I ride and the maintenance that they get. And yeah, they looked well used when they go back. But you can guarantee I know a lot about that motorcycle now because I have ridden it or one of my test guys have ridden it. So we try really hard to be thorough with that. Um, On the Ergo side of the Kawasaki's, uh, it's got a fat bar now. Same fat bar as the Honda. The grips are a little bit stiff, hard for me. I would like a little bit softer grip. I'm nitpicking here, but overall ergonomics, uh, the seat, the bars, and the pegs all feel really nice. Matt was 5'8", I'm 6 foot. I had zero problems, zero problems with um, getting seated, standing up, having to scoop my feet back and riding the balls in my feet. I do like that Kawasaki went down to a 240 mil rear brake on the KX250. It still has a 250 mil rear brake on the 450 i do notice the 450 has a little bit of a a grabby brake feel rear brake feel and the 250 the modulation um it it's a little bit more linear doesn't lock up as quick so i can kind of drag it in into a corner and it kind of then it kind of it'll steer a little bit better if i kind of drag my rear brake just a little bit on the 450 it locks up right away so you guys, do, you guys out there can go back down to a 240 mil disc on the 450X. That'll help you. Uh, I like that the brakes didn't squeak. I've had some problems with Kawasaki brakes squeaking in the past. Uh, I was a little bit rough on the rear brake out on the trails. I know some of you guys out there, especially off-road riders, you guys steer at the rear end a lot and use that rear brake to pivot around trees. So having that rear brake is important, especially having a rear brake that isn't grabby. You have a rear brake that's grabby. You're going to wear through pads. You're going to get squeaks, and it's going to overheat, and it's and it's going to sh- it's going to shit on your race. So uh, maybe look into a 240 mil rear disc if you guys have it. If you're on the 450, I approve of that. Seat foam for me is a little bit soft. I would like a little bit firmer of a foam. Again, I know when you wash it or you ride this thing more than 20 hours, it will break down. I am not the type of guy that takes my seat off all the time when I wash the bikes. I don't know if you guys are. Maybe I should, but simply, I I just don't. I leave the seat on. I'm not spraying the hell out of it, but it does get softer over time, and it does break down. Uh, Last thing I want to mention is, for me, how and what the Kawasaki brand is doing to please the matte type of rider. Again, if you're a hybrid type of rider, this is a great option. Look into this. 70-30, maybe not so much. 60-40, for sure, look into that because 
The Kawasaki KX450 and 250X models are pretty fun, and they're and they're uh, and they've come. Kawasaki has come a long way. If it was, I'm just gonna be real. I'm kind of stuttering here because I'm trying to think about what I say, but fuck it, I'm gonna say it. If five six years ago, 2016, I would not buy a Kawasaki. I'm like, no way. I'm out. There's just no way. Uh, felt long. I wasn't stoked on the durability of it. Uh, things would fall off. The brakes weren't that good. Fast forward now. Now I'm like, man, this is a great bike to ride. It's fun. I like it. Every time I ride, I'm like, this is a good bike. Why don't I ride this more? I vowed to ride the KX450 more, and I have. Uh, this KX450, I was almost 20, over 20 hours on it. So been having fun on that. At Glen Helen, when the track is shitty, that KX shines. So... Kawasaki has done a great job, and I really want to drive that home because I I like when companies get better, and I got to give credit where credit is due. I'm hard on a lot of these companies, and when they do something right, I want to let them know that they're doing a good thing. So uh, kudos to the guys at Kawasaki. And also, if you're a racer, Kawasaki has some of the best amateur support and contingency. Uh, I know my son Aiden loves the KX250. I watched him ride this bike the last week, and I see a lot of uh, technique improvement when he's on the Kawasaki versus his Honda. So uh, the KX250 does please a wide range of kids slash riders, and they support a lot of people. If you go race, uh, they have a lot of Kawasaki support, East Coast and West Coast. So that's a good thing. Why not make some money back if you're going to race? So Always make sure if you guys are buying a bike and you do race from time to time, look into contingency. Even if you race twice a year, sign up. It's it's worth it. You get a couple hundred bucks. You get some parts. You can do what you want at the dealership. You know, so it's uh it's worth taking a look at. You can go look at Kawasaki contingency over on their website. And that's pretty much our day. That was our my first impression on this. I will let the cat out of the bag. We've talked about shootouts and how I'm not gonna really do them this year on the moto side. But for the off-road side, I really want to do these hybrid shootouts. They're fun. There's a lot of these bikes, and I haven't done enough of them. Um, and so I feel like there's not enough information out there for you guys that are thinking about getting one of these bikes. There's a lot of you trail slash moto guys out there. So for this year, I'm going to focus in on doing a hybrid moto off-road shootout. I'm going to get the Cowie, get the Yamaha, get the Honda, get the KTM and the Husky, and maybe the, even the Gas Gas. We'll see how that goes. But this winter, I feel like this will be a great shootout. I'm going to get all different types of riders, heavy, small, uh, racers, non-racers. And then I want to do a contest. I did this once at Dirt Rider. It was fun. We're going to do a contest. on. Uh, we're going to do one lucky listener. Uh, get out here, hopefully on the West Coast, that you're on the West Coast. And if you can, I can't fly you out here, so don't ask. Uh, you got to get your ass out here in the West Coast. But I'm going to get you involved in the shootout, let you ride all these bikes. But you have to be at least a 60-40 type of dude. All right? I want you to be able to ride off-road and moto. So this is what we're going to do in the shootout. One day, I'm going to set up a loop near my house in Asperia, California. We're going to ride an eight-mile loop. Uh, technical terrain, sandwiches, rocks, uh, tight trails. And I, I'm putting tight out there with air quotes for West Coast, okay? And then we're going to go to a mellowish motocross track on the next day 
and then we're all going to sit down and we're going to tally up the scores and see uh, what's best for each type of guy. And maybe we're going to create a winner, maybe we won't, but we're just going to talk about all the different types of riders, which bike is best for that guy, and then we're going to talk about price, and then we're going to talk about some durability. So um, we're going to ride the shit out of those things in the shootout, so it'll be a fun day. I want to get at least one listener involved, and uh, I've always liked doing that, getting you guys more involved in what we're doing over here. So that'll be fun. So look that in the winter, most likely end of December, first part of January, so the so be on the lookout. This is going to be a Kiefer Inc. testing thing. It's not going to be a Racer X thing. So we're going to do it on KieferInkTesting.com. Maybe we'll get Steve out here, get him to ride some uh, off-road. That'll be great. I think that's worth the price of a mission right there, right? Um, but we'll see. So anyway, that was the first day, the first impression on the Kawasaki 250 and 450. If you guys have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. I am happy to help you guys out there. Anything you guys need. My door is at least cracked open 24-7. If I don't get back to you within 24 hours, just calm down. I am one human being, and I have to ride a lot of dirt bikes, and I have to type, and I have to talk, and I got to do Racer X stuff, and I got Pulp stuff, so I'm happy to help, but you got to give me some time. Sometimes I get right back to you. Sometimes it takes me a few days, so just sit tight. I'm happy to help. Honest um, opinions from myself. I don't want to see you guys spend your money on something that you don't like and then curse me out later saying Kiefer's a dickhead because he gave me false information. Now I'm stuck with the shitty purchase. Don't want that. I do want you guys to support my advertisers on this show if you, if it is all possible because all of these guys on these commercials that you may or may not be skipping over or the guys you listen to on the beginning of the show, they're all great, great companies and there's great people um, that work within those companies. Uh, I wouldn't have them on this show if they were pieces of shits. So for 2021, we will most likely keep a lot of our same advertisers because they're great people, and we will add a couple new ones and some more discount codes. So uh, please, if you have any questions, as always, you can email me about any of my advertisers, and we'll dial you in with that. So this has been this week's show. Hopefully next week we'll have even more information on the YZ250F 2021 dish. That embargo is at the end of the month, but we are pushing hard to get that information out to you guys ASAP because I know those bikes are arriving in dealers right now. So that'll be exciting. Also look for a 2021 gear shootout. There's going to be a lot of gear worn, uh, stretched out, ripped, but my size 32 ass up to size 38. So lots of different sizes, lots of different riders, fits, cuts. And we're going to try to keep the show under three hours for all of this. But we're going to do a 2021 gear shootout podcast with a few of us. And we're going to bullshit about gear. It's going to be fun. You know, there's one thing I can talk about longer than an hour. And it's gear. Trust me. All right, guys. I'll see you on the next one. If you see me at the track, come by, say hi. Meet me at the van. Let's bullshit about life, love, dirt bikes, whatever you got. This is it. It's the Kiefer Tested Podcast. See you guys.